The desperados of the leftist American government are doing exactly as I knew they would right now. They are hard at work to completely destroy America. That is, you and I, they want to ruin the Constitution, discard it completely in favor of a totalitarian government ruled by dictators. And right now, they are so desperate. They are asked, acting in complete desperation. And it appears to be throwing our country into a tizzy. But we are responding and we are resisting. And what I see is that more than ever, there are increasing numbers of people who want to know the truth. Like, where is it really at? What is really happening? Because not all people want it, but most of the people do. And it's very hard to get at the truth because of all the deception, all of the censorship and all of the distortions of truth that we face, every one of us, every single day. The truth has been canceled. The truth has been camouflaged. It's been attacked, and it seemingly is obliterated by the leftist monsters. That's how they defeat us. But the truth, if you're looking for it, is right there before our very eyes. If we dare to turn our hearts and minds toward the truth, we will see it. And I have a heavy dose of it for you today. I'm specifically concerned because I want us not to be deceived and misled. And more importantly, I do not want us to be divided as a group of freedom fighters. We need to focus where the focus needs to be, and that is on the enemy and stopping the enemy in their tracks, destroying the enemy before they destroy us. That's where we are at right now. And specifically, toward that end, we need to recognize four elements that are present to cause a national disaster that can actually destroy any nation in the world. And it only takes one of these four elements to do it. But only one of those elements is a guarantee that you will be an accomplice, possibly, of assured national destruction of your own nation if you participate. And so I don't want us to participate. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Latulip, and I welcome you today and I thank you for being here. As we approach the most crucial election in American history, the midterm elections, we really have to determine to know exactly how the enemy is working. And then we need to do all we can to not allow ourselves to support the enemy's cause unawares. And I think that is actually happening right now. Some of us meaning very well, have been attacking others on the same side, and that always hurts us. Regardless of our intent, regardless of the good will that we might even have in our hearts, thinking we are doing good, we can do harm because we ourselves fall prey to deception, and the enemy does seek to divide us. And if we are becoming divisive, 
then we are working against ourselves and in that way, indirectly supporting the enemy. Any one of us can be used by the enemy. And so we have to arm ourselves against that. We are all vulnerable and we need to recognize it. We all can, in the right circumstances, aid and abet the enemy without even knowing it. And that happens all the time. I see it every single day. And that's why I think we need to focus on these four elements of national disaster so that you and I can defend the right side and take down the enemy because that's our goal. Every one of us, by the way, must pick a side. There are no neutral parties. It just is impossible. It does not happen. There is no Geneva Swiss neutrality you will pick a side. And we need to remember that because everything that you and I think, what we say and what we do has consequences. Remember that Jesus told us that this, when he said, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. That's Matthew 12, verse 30. In other words, Watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. They become your destiny. It starts with thoughts. And our thoughts lead to words, things that we say. And our words then become action. And then our actions become habitual. And ultimately, those habits shape our character. And we must allow the right forces, the right influences to shape that character. In other words, we need to watch ourselves because there simply are no perfect human beings. None of us are perfect. And we too often mean well, but we end up doing much harm sometimes because we think the wrong things, say the wrong things, and do the wrong things. And some of us, let's face it, we all have bad habits that need to be broken, and this is something to work on. Because those ha bad habits determine who we are. This is how we influence the world. But we influence the world oftentimes based on how we are influenced by the world. And the world has some very powerful evil forces at work always attacking us. And even when we choose to fight the good fight, to take up a righteous cause and oppose it in our anger and in our zeal and in our passion, even our quest for righteousness can lead us to be prone to error because we act irrationally at times, too hastily. All too often, we ourselves actually become well-intentioned dragons and we trample our own at times, and this has to stop. On the other hand, we must force ourselves to think critically, because if we fail to do that, 
we will surely be led astray. And it can happen to anyone. The factors that lead to national destruction may be many, but in my opinion, they all really do boil down to four categories that recently has been the topic of much discussion and much heated debate. And while these categories are broken down into distinct isolated elements, they also are very integrated and none should be ignored. They work together. The four elements of national disaster are, first of all, tyranny, and then psychosis, and then hypnosis, and finally, judgment. And that one might throw you. So let's take a look at these and learn to recognize them for what they are and not make them something that they are not. First of all, the topic of tyranny. Now, tyranny, if you just look up the definition of tyranny, we see words like cruel government or rule implemented by tyrants. And tyranny is always an abuse of power to control other people. And it can come from an individual or it can come from a regime. Now, government tyranny is one form of tyranny that is derived from a regime. It is an abuse of power to oppress people and to control people. And oh my, how we are tasting it right now in America, are we not? Now we have a lot of examples in history, even recent history and the current uh, history of the world that is taking place right now. Look at the CCP, how they destroy their own people, how they want to conquer the world by deception, by dividing us, by taking advantage of every opportunity to do evil against the world. That's the CCP. But it is also what we find in the Iranian regime. We see it in North Korea with Kim Jong-un. We see it in Russia. But we also see it in countries that historically, at least, have been more pleasant, at least more neutral, like Australia and Israel and Canada, and now even America, our own country. We are living in a time of tyranny, but it is not yet totalitarian tyranny. It's not everywhere. There are many people resisting it and fighting it in every way possible. The most blatant form of tyranny that we have seen recently in America is medical tyranny, and that affects us all. You've heard me say perhaps a few hundred times that medicine and the coup against medicine, the mutiny of medicine, has been merely the vehicle to accomplish a higher evil, which is to overthrow the American government so that the globalist agenda can proceed uninhibited. And now because of this, our most noble profession, medicine, has been completely demonized. Medical doctors can no longer be trusted. They have bought into the convenient lie. And therefore, because of convenience, 
it feeds them, it comforts them, it protects them, and it kills a lot of people because of their obedience to the evil forces. Now, that is absolutely what's happening in America right now. They are still using remdesivir at every opportunity they have. If they can get a a patient in the hospital and declare them to have COVID, your chance of coming out of that hospital is not good. They will kill you based on the NIH protocol. That is still going on. And doctors still, the great majority of them, still want to inject you with a lethal toxic injection. Despite all the evidence of how it is maiming, injuring, sterilizing, and killing Americans and people all over the world. The evidence is overwhelming. The CDC can no longer deny the cardiac effects from the jab. It's just too evident. Everybody sees it, and they want to try to somehow save face so that they can continue to influence you for evil. And we must never never allow them to get away with that. But medical doctors as a whole can no longer be trusted because they bought into the convenient lie because they themselves have been subjected to at least one of those four elements of national tyranny. Four elements of national disaster. I mean, tyranny is the first. But when medical doctors find it convenient to do harm, they have betrayed their oath as medical doctors and they have become the enemy. Let's be clear about that. The medical profession as a whole is now a part of that tyranny. They have bought into it and they now do the bidding of a fetid, tyrannical government that is killing us and tormenting us, destroying our youth and doing all that they can to make us subject to their will, their evil will. The cap on government tyranny comes only through one means, and that is by our armed citizenry. Get that clear. Please never, never surrender your guns. That's why we have been terrorized by shootings like Las Vegas and Uvalde, because they are trying to sway you, trying to divide us by making uh, as many people as possible think that guns are an evil. And it is not the gun at all that is evil. But they want to disarm you. That's why the woke left wants you to surrender your guns so that they can step in and fully terrorize you. And that has been self-evident throughout history. Remember, every nation disarmed is a nation destroyed. Our founding fathers knew what they were doing. Recently, did you hear about it? Karen Bass, a front runner to become the next L.A. mayor, had her home burglarized on September 9th. And this woman actually claimed that two guns were stolen from her home. Now, of course, they were, quote, securely stored, but they were stolen anyway, while other valuables like cash and electronics and other things that were not 
securely stored away were not taken. Hmm. Now, Karen Bass is for defunding the police and for gun control, mind you. And she had two of her personal guns stolen. You know what this means? It means more rules for thee and not for me evidence. That is tyranny. They want to oppress you. They want to disarm you. But don't think for a second that they won't use those weapons against you. They will. Guaranteed. We are under the tyranny also of the fourth branch of government, that is the unelected terrorist in all these government agencies where people are hired on, they are not voted into office. And this has become, become absolutely overwhelming. The FBI, the CIA, the CDC, the DEA, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, National Institute of Health, the Education Department, etc., etc., etc. They are all completely corrupt and serving a left government enemy. They are working together as tyrants by, number one, first of all, stealing the election of 2020, which robbed us of our rightful elected president, Trump. They have imprisoned innocent political people who were standing up to a rogue government and there was no due process for them. Many of them are still in prison without any date of a hearing, without any chance of getting out on bail. They are being treated worse than our worst enemies, worse, worse than the worst prisoners. This has to stop. These are the elected government's minions, and they are all evil to the core. They are working against you. Working together, they stole the election. They imprisoned innocent political prisoners, and they have funded our most staunch enemies. And then finally, they have declared the American people who love their country as terrorists. You and I are terrorists because we love America and we want it to prosper and flourish and be peaceful. And let me tell you something, you're going to see much, much more of this tyranny before the midterm election happens. It is going to get uglier. It's a guarantee. This is one way that free nations are taken down by out and out tyrants, dictators, oligarchies of evil people. But there's another very dangerous form of tyranny, and you need to recognize that, and that is caused by division. Get us to attack our own side, terrorize our own. And if we can do that, it makes their job, the enemy's job, a whole lot easier. And we've got to be very very careful to protect ourselves from doing that. It's an easy thing to do because nobody agrees 100% of the time on everything. In fact, nobody agrees 100% of the time on anything. 
we all prioritize, we all have our own areas of expertise. For me, it's medicine. I'm retired Air Force. I know a little about military strategy, about military leadership. I know about the bureaucracy of the American military, which is brought on by politicians. I know the bureaucracy of colonels wanting to become generals and sacrificing their souls to do it. We all have our areas of expertise. And we also are all blinded to some extent by our own biases. It happens. We are human. We do not see our own sin. We do not recognize our own blind spots. And therefore, and let me just speak about myself here, okay? I don't want to offend anyone. I could very easily become a tyrant. In medicine, I focused on central pain. That was the greatest focus of my medical practice. It was something that I actually researched in all the years of my medical practice. And it's something very few doctors know anything at all about. So I could become a tyrant because a little knowledge can control a lot of people if you manipulate it. In my theological training, I focused intently on sound Bible interpretation in Bible college and in seminary. I could literally torture people with rules of hermeneutics. And I have to always be on guard that I don't do that. It takes discipline. You see, you have your area of expertise too. And you could torture others because you know a little bit more than other people. But let me tell you that every time I study really hard on any given subject, the more I study, the more I realize how much I still don't know. And therefore, I have to acknowledge that I am not perfect. I am not all knowledgeable. And therefore, I have no business trying to beat someone over the head to see things my way. I like hearing other people's perspectives. When I am the weaker person in any subject, I'm all ears. I want to hear. I want to listen. I want to learn. But we have to be careful when we feel that we own a subject because we then can become tyrants. And in these areas, we tend to beat down our own. And that is an evil, a tyranny that is every much as oppressive as the fourth branch of government or the present government regime that is rogue to the core. We have to be careful with that. And so we must discipline ourselves. We must hold back. In the areas I am weak, I rely on the expertise of others but I also am at their mercy when my weakness becomes apparent because it's at these moments that I am most grateful for God's words when he tells us that mercy triumphs over judgment. And if you want the full context of that in just one verse, go to the book of James in the New Testament, chapter two, verse 13, for the judgment for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, those are some pretty good words, and we need to remember that. 
It doesn't mean that we do not discern. It doesn't mean that we judge between right and wrong, good and evil. But we need to remember that when we want to start judging people who are striving to do their best, but who may be doing it imperfectly, then maybe sometimes it would be better to be silent because division is a horrible thing. And the enemy knows that. And so they use it as a weapon against us. Get them to fight amongst themselves. Isn't that what they did with the whole COVID pandemic agenda? How many families divided because one wanted the shot and the other didn't? One wanted to wear the mask and thought it was necessary, but it wasn't. And some of you recognize that. And you divided because of it. It's a horrible thing. And the left loves it. The globalists love it. The spirit of Antichrist says conquer by dividing and conquer by deceiving. And they have had their victories among us. The enemy has won many victories because of this. We really need to try our best to avoid demonizing those who are on our side and conserve our limited energy to fight the real enemy before us. If we do that, we're going to be a much more powerful force against the forces of darkness. Well, there's a second element of national destruction, and that is psychosis. Now, psychosis, by definition, is a severe mental disorder in which thoughts and emotions are so impaired that contact is lost with reality. You can't think straight. You, losing touch with reality is actually very easy to do when tyranny prevails. In times of hard stress, where we are being forced to believe things or to accept things that go against our grain, against our common sense, we are subject to sort of a mental breakdown. And that's why we see so many people in this day that seemingly are so confused and acting crazy. Recently, we've had a lot of hype about the issues of mass formation psychosis. Now, by definition, that means that masses are losing touch with reality. Let's not get carried away with the definition, okay? Let's not get carried away with the words that we use to define this type of craziness. You know you have called so many things, so many people crazy. When some of them are not crazy, they're evil. But some of them are acting crazy because they have been subjected to mass formation psychosis. It's a legitimate term. Call it a herd mentality or groupthink if you want, but it's a crazy herd mentality. For example, wearing a mask. When someone is alone in the car, who are you protecting yourself from? Or if you're out swimming in the ocean, some people have actually tried to wear a mask. And I think, how crazy can you be? How stupid can you be, right? I wore a mask in surgery only for one purpose, to prevent spitting into the surgical field. I didn't want to contaminate a wound if I was cutting on someone. But otherwise... Not at all. I did not wear a mask. Why? Because the evidence shows that it is worthless to protect against the virus. It just doesn't do anything. And so to do so, to wear a mask at any other time other than perhaps leaning over a surgical field 
is, in my mind, crazy. In a loose sense of the term, at least. Other examples of herd mentality, crazy herd mentality. If you're living in California where Gavin Newsom says, go buy an electric car, and you buy into that electric car, and then you hear the same idiot, Gavin Newsom, tells you that you can't charge the car because there are power shortages. Duh, right? What are they doing? They're controlling you. They are trying to shut you down. And we have to be aware of what they are doing. Because if you buy into it, you're acting psychotic. And there's a lot of people doing that. They are just totally losing touch with reality. They are forfeiting their own common sense and logic so that they can act crazy because everybody's doing it. Hop on the bandwagon. Another example, COVID-19 jabs for kids who don't die from COVID, but they are at risk from so, of so many problems with the jab. That is crazy for any parent to inject a child with that toxic shot that they are now pushing so that American children will be maimed, killed, and sterilized. There's a reason for it. Look at how many countries are now turning away from it, saying no. No, this is not good for our children. We will stop it. But in America, the mass psychosis is very prevalent still. And there's lots of other crazy herd mentalities that have prevailed in the past. We saw it with racism. In reality, it's much less an issue today, even though you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it because of what the so-called Dems are trying to shove down your throat. And take a look at anti-Semitism. Many German people actually believed the lies of Hitler. That was crazy behavior. Look at the LGBT movement. Is that not crazy to think that a genetic girl can actually become a boy and that boys can have babies? Yeah. What percent of the population believes that boys can have babies? That is just crazy. Okay, and that's what we're talking about. There is an influence on people and people buy into it and they get crazy and then crazy things happen. But to believe this stuff, there has to be someone pushing an agenda, a tyrant, a deceiver. Mass psychosis doesn't ever just happen. It results from a powerful force of repeated suggestion of being brainwashed. And that happens by people who want to deceive. And tyranny can easily induce this sort of psychosis as a defense mechanism. Compliance might lead to a longer life. So goes the delusion anyway. And for that reason, people do it. But crazy is usually determined by societal norms. Now, if everyone believes the moon is green, is everyone crazy? Well, it depends on the norms of a given culture, believe it or not. This may be what causes us to argue about the very term mass formation psychosis. But a cultural norm is not always right. And we always need a standard of reference and a moral compass. And without that, anything goes. Anything can be determined to be normal. Any type of behavior, however crazy it might seem to someone else. Let's take a short break and I'll be right back talking about 
the elements of national disaster. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip, and I want you to know that my program broadcasts on Unity Without Compromise at 12 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. My articles, as well as my podcast, uh, then uh, can be found at unity at AmericaOutloud.com. And uh, I encourage you to go there and to check out those articles, check out former podcasts, and please spread them around because we are trying to get the truth out to everyone. You never know how you might convince someone by just sharing a short article of truth. Today, I've been talking about things like crazy mass behavior and about tyranny, and we need to realize that we are under the influence. I'm interested in saving our nation from total destruction. I have proposed four elements that are at work to create a national disaster and the kind that causes a nation to totally collapse. And those are tyranny, psychosis, hypnosis, and judgment. The tyranny we see ever before us right now is all coming from within our own government that has fallen off the communist cliff. They are sheer, pure, purebred communists. They want to overthrow our constitution. Yes, they are out to get us. 
We also observe psychosis functioning on a grand scale. It's everything that you've been calling crazy. Look at this. Look at that. They're all crazy. Some call it mass formation psychosis because it's madness. It's insanity and it's foolishness at its worst, pure lunatic behavior on a broad scale. Mass formation psychosis fits that description. Men and women are trying to convince themselves they can change their God-given sex. People are believing that climate change is actually a real scientific phenomenon. Well, maybe it is. We call it weather. But if you believe that we can change the climate of our globe, of the whole earth, by something we do, then I would say that's pure crazy. That's crazy behavior. Parents believe that the COVID shots are actually good for their kids. That's insanity. Globalists believing that humans can somehow be turned into robots, that's called transhumanism. This is all psychosis on a very large scale. And you must realize that a lot of intelligent people participate. But the third element of national disaster might not seem as crazy as psychosis, yet it's every bit as deadly in effect, and that is hypnosis. You've heard the terms used interchangeably a little bit, uh, mass formation psychosis, mass hypnosis. But hypnosis is a little different than psychosis because hypnosis is the induction of a state of consciousness in which a person loses the power of voluntary action and is highly responsive to suggestion or direction from an outside source. It's being under the influence of someone else or something else. A hypnotist, for example, tries to get you to disengage the brain because that's what they seek to do in order to make you vulnerable to an outside influence. Is that good? Well, that's subject to debate in itself. Hypnosis does take a willingness to forfeit your own reasoning power. Now, in my opinion, that is never good. You have the desire. You have to have the desire to enter the altered state of consciousness so that you are susceptible to external input and influence. And this is how people are actually recruited into religious cults. Disengage the brain, tell them this is your new reality. And then under the hypnosis of cultic indoctrination, you become vulnerable to changing your entire life. You can literally be converted and convinced into drinking poisonous Kool-Aid. It's been demonstrated before, has it not? Surprisingly, it often does happen to highly intelligent people, people in lofty and influential positions, people with highly advanced degrees. The most rational people you would think can become irrational if they are subjected to hypnosis. We even can do it to ourselves. Alcohol and some other substances, for example, have the same effect. You lose control of your senses. It's much like when you take a class of drugs that are, are called sedative hypnotics to put you to sleep. Others, such as ecstasy, 
the class of uh, date rate drug, drugs that include MDMA, ketamine, gamma hydroxybutyrate, or rohypnol, which is a benzodiazepine, those are bad drugs because they hypnotize you. You become unable to determine your thoughts and your own actions. You become completely vulnerable. In a very real sense, when you are under hypnosis, you are out of control. Now, the Bible warns against this state of being. That's why the Bible says that being inebriated or high, if you will, is not good because you forfeit the ability to think clearly and make right choices. And so what do you expect to happen? Nothing good. That's exactly why gambling casinos offer the first few drinks for free, because it only takes one drink. And the first thing that goes is your good judgment. You end up loosening up and making bad decisions. And so hypnosis is a very powerful tool in the hands of an enemy. They can make you do what they want you to do. And look at how this is happening in America. But the Bible does warn against it. Ephesians 2 verse 18 says, do not be drunk with wine. The Bible doesn't say do not drink wine. It says do not be drunk with wine because you become hypnotized by alcohol. And in Proverbs 20 verse 1, strong drink is a brawler and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So the term mass hypnosis or mass psychosis seem to be used interchangeably, but they are technically different. Now, does it matter? Probably not. Hypnosis might suggest someone is, quote, under a spell in a spiritual parlance. Um, but if you're under a psychotic influence, if you are psychotic, then that can be considered maybe a form of demon possession, and you just act crazy. But both groups think and act irrationally, and that's the point of the whole thing. And there is some element of personal choice in that. When you become psychotic, you know, I treated psychosis. I did all my psychiatric care in my medical practice because I was somewhat rural. And there was a great need for it. I saw an awful lot of psychosis occurring from drug abuse. People just got crazy and could not recover from it. And I saw the same thing with hypnosis. But whether you're under a spell or demon possessed, whatever you want to call it, both groups lose the ability to think rationally. And that hurts them in a big way. But mass hypnosis and psychosis absolutely does appear to be a real phenomenon. And we ought not to fear that or deny it. Dr. Michael Hurd, who's a psychologist, uh, wrote an article called The Psychology of Mass Hypnosis and American Totalitarianism. It's an interesting read, and he defines mass psychosis probably as good as anyone else. He calls it crowd psychology stating that, quote, it replaces independent, objective, and critical thinking. It lowers anxiety and gives a sense of connection with others at the cost of rationality, common sense, 
and individual objectivity. So it's just another type of herd mentality. Now, Matthias Desmet, who is another psychologist, states that mass formation is not the same as a dictatorship because the herd behavior, quote, starts with a mass formation within the population prompted by a mindless obedience for the collective good. And a mindless obedience for the collective good is exactly the goal of totalitarianism. But a dictatorship gets the masses to obey out of fear. And that's the point that Desmet makes. Notice that the real issue, however you want to look at it, the real issue is control of the masses. And if you find yourself getting a little confused or even a little angry right now, I wouldn't be at all surprised because this is, this is confusing and it's frustrating. And you start thinking, okay, how much am I under the influence of this? Trying to sort out the dynamics of totalitarianism, mass formation, globalism, and even the current politics is really mind-boggling, isn't it? There's lots of confusion, lots of anger and squabbling because we start arguing over definitions, over root causes, and so forth, and we never really sometimes can clearly get a handle on what the real issue is. Well, there's a fourth element that I'd like to introduce, and then I'll try to clarify this whole thing. The fourth element, element that can actually destroy a nation is judgment. Judgment is simply an opinion or a decision. It's a sentence or a final determination. You could call judgment a verdict, a ruling, a decree. Why is judgment of an element an element of national disaster? Well, because judgment can destroy a nation. Look at the judges of our land right now. Some of the judges that we have in power in our nation can absolutely ruin us, and some are trying to ruin us. And some of them are under the influence of mass formation, psychosis, and hypnosis. But judgment can destroy a nation. Judges of a land can ruin us. Should the IRS be weaponized with 87,000 armed agents? And who decides that? Now, this is probably going to be fought out in court. But such a move, if they win, can easily destroy America. You are recruiting a Gestapo army, the SS police, the secret police, who will serve one political party, and I assure you, they are not the constitutional republic. Should the IRS be weaponized? Well, what's the intent of the left? Their intent is exactly to destroy us. But God can also judge a nation unworthy of liberty and prosperity because they have fallen from grace, fallen from his guidance and from his standard. And that's a righteous judgment but it's also the death of a nation. And who's going to fight against God? You're wasting your time. You will not win. Well, let's just try to pull this together in the next 10 minutes. Take the issue of the mask, okay? Because that's fresh in our minds and it's still very much an irritant in the blue states, at least. Most Americans complied with this stupidity. Let's face it, right? How many of you wore a mask because you were told to do so. Now, you thought it was the right thing to do. You thought it might be helpful because 
Anthony Fauci flip-flopped and one day said uh, it was useful, even though the day before he said it was worthless, right? But some of you were duped into believing that. And most Americans overall did comply with this stupidity. But why? Was it psychosis? Was it just a crazy fad? Or was it mass hypnosis? Did you allow yourself to be duped into that one? See, everyone deciding to mask up on the their own did it for a reason. But was it for the common good? Or was it because they were told to do so? Did they do it out of fear? Or they, did they do it because they actually believed that it would do some good? Was it because of tyranny? What was the mask imposed by unrighteous rulers? Well, it certainly was. Or could you also say it was somehow a judgment against us by God to rob us of our freedom? Well, that one we'll never know. But we know that some judges, earthly judges, certainly did enforce the mask and are still trying to do it. The truth is, it was a combination of all four elements of oppression. The pandemic right now is long gone. Okay, it's over. It's absolutely no longer a factor. We do not have a pandemic. And so there is no need for any emergency use of anything. There is no emergency anymore. But even though the pandemic is long gone, we still see tyrannical governors mandating the wearing of a mask. Crazy people are still wearing masks in isolation. I sometimes see someone running in the heat, in the Arizona heat, 100 plus degrees weather. A person is running or jogging alongside the road and wearing a mask. Now that is stupid. That's crazy. Others are masking in public because they are still bewitched into thinking they are serving the common good. And if you want to see this in effect, go to Portland, Oregon. Those people are hypnotized. And justices across the country in certain cities, in certain regions of the country, justices are still there who will defend unconstitutionally the wearing of masks. You see, all these things are intertwined, all these elements. A judge of the land may be psychotic, or he may be hypnotized, and he may be tyrannical, or she. And so who blames whom for what? And when you come down to it, does it really matter? The issue is totalitarianism. Look up the definition and see what words come up. You'll see words like dictatorship, tyranny, authoritarianism, despotism, fascism, autocracy, Nazism, Stalinism, Leninism, Marxism, Bolshevism, reign of terror, one-man rule, domination, absolute power, collectivism. I could go on and on. What is totalitarianism? It is the sum of a submission to evil. By one means or another, it is the perfect storm. Consider Nazi Germany's totalitarian rule. Who bore the greatest guilt? Was it Hitler? Was it his Gestapos? Was it the angel of death, Dr. Mengele, and other doctors who performed inhuman experiments on Jews at the Auschwitz death camps? 
Or was it the millions of private citizens who watched and said and did nothing before a righteous God? All of these people were guilty of killing the Jews. But not all Germans were guilty of killing the Jews. Some were innocent, those who renounced the evildoers. Now ask the same question about the second Holocaust that is taking place right now, the COVID genocide, the pandemic that is killing as many people as they can kill. Who is the more guilty? Who would you say? And better yet, let's just get right down to it. Who is innocent? In the broad scheme of life, we are all guilty. Okay, let's remember that. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's true. We all need a savior because we're all guilty. And that even includes the Jews. Yes, even the victims of the Holocaust were guilty. And if they reject Jesus Christ as savior, they are spiritually dead. And I don't apologize for saying that because the Bible makes this very clear. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6, those words cannot be misconstrued. That is a handle that everyone can grasp. When Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me, he meant no one. We all need a Savior. And if we reject the Savior, well, we're in trouble. But are all guilty of promoting the current genocide? No. Some are actually speaking out. Some doctors treated patients when told not to treat and let them go home and suffer. Some doctors and scientists rightly declared the COVID shots unsafe, dangerous, and they refused to harm their patients. They would not participate. Some people have done all they could to sound the trumpet and warn people of pending harm because they knew that medicine had been hijacked and our country is under attack. And I thank God for those people who resist, who did not participate and refused to participate in the totalitarian agenda. We are not all guilty of promoting the genocide, but Bill Gates and Fauci are tyrants. They are genocidal, premeditated murderers who should be brought to justice. And those tyrants have millions of accomplices. That's a scary thing. They have millions of accomplices, millions of unwitting followers, and millions of silent spectators. Are the followers and the spectators just duped? Are they hypnotized? Are they crazy, psychotic people? How could they allow this to happen? But even the silent spectators are guilty of saying nothing, of trying to pretend to be neutral, not picking a side, electing rather to preserve their hide and keep themselves safe. I'm sorry, you are guilty if you are in that crowd. And that is what is hurting America right now. You have already picked a side. You have already chosen 
whom you will serve. You are serving Satan or you are serving God. Now, the good news is that with God, it is never too late to change. We serve a God who is the God of new starts. You can put it all behind you, but do realize you have no choice. You must pick a side. And if you try to pick neutrality to sit on the fence, you have picked a side. Be it tyranny, mass psychosis, mass hypnosis, or judgment. All of these somehow play a part in this second Holocaust. What's certain is that we all will one day answer to the judge of judges on that final day. And I pray that you will choose to do things God's way, because that's the way to find a good and a joyful life here, no matter what your circumstances. And in the hereafter, you will reap eternal life in God's kingdom. So what I'm asking you today is please do be a truth warrior. Please do support anyone who is taking a stand and putting his neck on the line and doing his or her best to tell the truth, to speak the truth, to expose the evil. Do join us and become a truth warrior. And I hope I will see you on the battlefield. This is Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latour. Have a great week and do your best. Adieu.